0: to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan, here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. It's great to be with you, David. I'm so excited about our conversation today because we're talking about the conversation that you had with your former colleague, Alwyn Lewis. Alwyn is the former CEO of Sears and Potbelly Sandwiches, and this episode is amazing.
1: Well, Alwyn is an amazing person, uh, has all kinds of great insights and, uh, You know, I always think it's great when you can work with people that make you better. And it's great when you work with people that you can learn from. And I think Alwyn, well, I know for a fact that Alwyn did both those things for me.
0: The interview is fantastic. So if you haven't listened to David's conversation with Alwyn, certainly make time for that this week. It is a fantastic episode with a ton of insights that will help you lead well. Today, though, we're going to debrief that conversation with the three questions I have on deck for you. Are you ready, David? David?
1: I'm always ready for you, cool. Let's go.
0: Question number one Alwyn started his career as a store manager of a jack in the box where he really got to know the ins and outs of the quick service restaurant industry. And turnover in that industry can sometimes be up to 200% for some companies. Now, fast forward to when Alwyn became COO of Pizza Hut, he got the turnover rate down to 85%. And then when he went on to Potbelly, turnover rate was 50%. Now, Alwyn says that the key to fixing high turnover is hiring. He says that if you hire hard, you manage easy. David, what does he really mean by that?
1: I think Alwyn... Those that the formula for success is is that if you have the right people in place, you're going to satisfy more customers and you're going to make more money. And that's why he believed that it was very important to spend as much time as you could, put as much process and discipline around it to make sure that you hire the very best people. You know, Kula, when you have great people like yourself working for you, things just go better. And, you know, we would not be doing nearly as well in our company if I didn't have great people like you because you make things happen and and you're fun to work with in terms of how you do it. But the bottom line is is you get results. So you have to make sure that you make hiring your number one priority. You have to make sure that you take the time to really get to know the people you're going to hire, make sure they have the skills you need that can drive success, And then see that they have the potential that will allow them to grow so they will not only grow the company, they'll grow themselves, which is the ultimate happiness you're looking for.
0: I love that Alwyn also talks about being patient when you hire people. Because I know when you've got roles to fill, it could be really easy to just fill them with whoever applies for the job. But David, I think what you're saying too is patience is key in hiring the right people, because it really does direct the success of your business.
1: You know, my patient, what Alwyn's basically saying is hold out until you find a great person. Don't go down the path of just putting a body in the job. You know, that's not going to work. Get somebody in that job that you're going to be passionate about developing and growing and know that they're going to help you really grow the company.
0: Question number two. I love this insight you were able to pull from Alwyn. Let's take a listen to it.
1: Once you get to the C-suite, it's all about teamwork, trustworthiness, and the no-look pass. It's completing each other's sentences. The enterprise becomes the key. Yes, you have a functional team, and you're accountable for that functional result, but you become part of understanding how does the mothership reach its potential. So the enterprise view becomes the thing. Without that enterprise view, you cannot become part of C-Suite,
0: Alwin says having an enterprise view is crucial to becoming a C-suite executive. David, what other mindsets should leaders look to develop if they have their sights set on a C-level job?
1: Well, first of all, I want to emphasize the point that Alwyn makes. If you're going to run a company, you got to be able to play on two teams. You can't just care about your team, which is obviously critical to the success of the company. You have to care about the total team, which is the enterprise And the great leaders, the people that take on more responsibility, always show that they're more concerned about the company than just their particular piece of the company. They care about the total enterprise. So I think that's an absolute fundamental thing. I think that when you think about moving into the top jobs in a company, first thing you got to do is get results. You have to get results in the job that you're in. You have to be known. For, for getting results. You have to be known for growing people. You know, we always ask, okay, this person's growing, but who else have they grown? Because you, if you're going to move somebody up, you want somebody that's going to build the talent level in, you, in your company and in that particular function. So you're looking for somebody that knows how to grow people. One thing that I always think is really fundamental, and maybe it's just a little bit of common sense, are people going to like working with this person? are they going to really drive home the cultural values that you have? We believed in having a company that was really based on recognition and having fun doing it. And so if that person couldn't recognize people and have fun doing it, they never would get the top job because they have to reflect the culture that you're you're really looking for. But those are some things that you, you need to consider.
0: I think all of those things, David, contribute to having a culture that people really want to be a part of, which is a theme that Alwyn really focuses on in the episode.
1: Well, I think Alwyn knows that the work environment you create as a leader is what drives the ultimate results that you achieve.
0: Question number three. Alwyn entered a very different industry when he took over as CEO of Kmart which then became Sears. And the way he really learned that business was by executing a 100-day plan in which he sought out the best in breed processes and the best in breed people to really figure out what was going on with that business. David, can you name a few other things leaders ought to seek out when they join a new company in a different industry?
1: Let me give you an example of where this happened for me where, you know, I changed jobs a number of different times. I went from being in the advertising agency business to running the marketing for, for Pizza Hut, from going to Pizza Hut to actually, you know, running sales and marketing for PepsiCo, a totally different business. And then I went to be president of KFC, and then I ran KFC and Pizza Hut, and ultimately we ended up doing Young Brands. But all these were different jobs and new situations. The first thing that you have to do when you go into a new situation is define reality. That's the number one responsibility of leadership. I don't care if you have experience in that particular company or not. You got to understand what the customer reality is, what the employee reality is, what the financial reality is, and what the competitive reality is. So you really have to define reality. Then, you know, you bring your team together and you say, this is kind of how I'm seeing what's going on. What am I missing? You know, what do you think? Okay, And then you define reality together. And then you have the most important thing that you got to ask each other is, now, what are we going to do? And then together, you figure out what are the key things you need to do to really take the business to the next level. So I think this defining reality and work with with your team to get a, a game plan together is really important. I also think it's very important that you understand what's been done before, a good understanding of the history. The history will tell you what's worked, what hasn't worked, and what maybe you should be focusing on. But it'll help you define the reality in and of itself. So I always tried to really get a good history lesson. Then I tried to learn everything I could about the customers that we were serving. I would read every piece of research that had been done on our customers. And then I would actually go out and talk to customers. You know, I would either do it in in the stores, uh, do it in grocery stores, do it in restaurants, you know, but I would literally go out and and talk to customers and ask them what they thought about our products. And it's amazing the insights that you get. And I would do the same thing with our employees and our team members, and they would always give me great insights. And then I totally agree with Alwyn's perspective. You know, get the best in breed to help you out, you know. When I went into operations after running marketing, I didn't know anything about operations at, at Pepsi-Cola Company. So I bought brought the best operators in our company together and said, I don't know anything about operations, but you do. You know, what do you think we should be doing? And then I used my power to put the resources in place to really get done the things that they thought we should be doing. But, you know, if you're going to do well, learn from the best. And many times you might be in a franchise organization. I... Always went out and talked to the the franchisees that had the greatest reputations for really knowing the business so that I could learn from them. Because there's nothing like getting insights from true entrepreneurs that have built their businesses from scratch. But those are some of the things that that I think you need to do when you join a new company or you take on a, a different job in your own industry.
0: One thing I love about everything you said, David, is that if you do those things when you take over a new job or if you change industries... What it really helps you do is gain the trust of the people that you have the privilege of leading. And in the episode, Alwyn has this quote that I love. He says, people have to allow you to be their leader. And that all starts with trust. If people don't trust you as their leader, they're not going to want to be led by you. So if you define reality, if you get to know your customers, and if you really rally people around fixing whatever needs to be fixed, I think that does a lot in terms of generating trust and then basically using that influence to convince people to follow you.
1: I I couldn't agree more with Almond on that point. One of the things that I always did is I would go out and have dinner with every direct report. And, you know, we'd sit down, not just talk about the business, uh, which we obviously would do, but we'd talk about their family, we'd talk about their dreams, their ambitions. So I really kind of got a good sense of where that person was coming from. I always think when people know you as a human being, it's much easier to for them to follow you as a leader and vice versa.
0: You're absolutely right about that. Well, that does it for our episode of Three More Questions today. Thank you so much for tuning in to How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well.
1: And coming up next on How Leaders Lead is Tim Schur the author of The Secret Society of Success and the CEO of David Novak Leadership.